Welcome to another instalment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined with Jonas, Ma and Apo to talk about empathetic leadership. And so a really important topic I think that every different leader questions, has thoughts about and has to master during their, their time uh, with their teams. Uh, as usual, what we all do is we'll start off with a round of introductions. So Jonas, would you like to go first? I'd love to, thank you. So I'm Jonas Lindblom. I've been working with IT for about 16 years in a gang of different roles. I'm based in Gothenburg and currently I'm working as the head of B2C online sales at Telia. This role gives me an opportunity to work with a gang of really talented, skilled people who are really into tech, but also focusing on Telia.se and my Telia apps. I'm passionate about learning new things and uh, also uh, I um, I always try to improve myself on a daily basis, like doing small tweaks uh, five minutes a day to improve something on the long term. Thanks. Amazing. Perfect. And then over to yourself, Samar. Yeah. Hi, um, I'm Samar El-Hajj and uh, I wear multiple hats in, in the tech world, uh, but in my everyday life, I'm uh, responsible for driving the tech innovation agenda in our product development for IKEA. Um, I have uh, over 22 years of experience in the tech industry, uh, but I've also worked in uh, the telecom and automotive uh, sectors. Um, but with that said, I have um, it's more to me to, than just tech. I'm also uh, creative at heart. Uh, I'm a contemporary artist and uh, also an author of two published books, um, one actually focusing on uh, leadership and the other one uh, on the future of motherhood and pregnancy. So um, with that said, I'm um, thrilled to be part of uh, this podcast and uh, I look forward to our discussion today. Amazing, perfect. And then last but by no means least, Apo, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you. So my name is Apostolos. Um, I have uh, experience across uh, different industries from uh, media, marketplaces, uh, teleco. Uh, now I'm in, into the streaming uh, uh, domain. Uh, I've, I've had different hats uh, uh, in the past, uh, both from an engineering and product perspective. On a personal side, a couple of years ago, I picked up running and I run ever since, almost like a forest camp sort of thing. And uh, yeah, that's that's all about me. Perfect. Brilliant. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, the Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. I'm really excited to hear everyone's different thoughts um, on today's topic. It's definitely a great lineup. Um, so, yeah, before the podcast, I've asked you all to 
prepare a question or a topic for us to delve deeper in in today's discussion. Um, Jonas, I think you your questions would be a great place to start. Would you like to introduce them? Yeah, so I haven't actually uh, seen the title or like the topic of um, empathetic leadership uh, before, but I uh, know a lot about like servant leadership and stuff like that, and I see parallels. But let's start looking into what we mean when we say empathetic leadership. And I hope you guys agree, but for me, it's about uh, having the ability to understand the needs of others and being aware of uh, others' ambitions and feelings and thoughts. I work as uh, uh, a leader where people report to me, so I'm responsible for about 30 different guys. And for me, it's really important to be able to uh, step into someone else's shoes and looking at uh, <clears throat> topics from others' perspective. Uh, <clears throat> and if you look at uh, servant leadership, uh, where you focus on the needs of others and before you consider your own, I see a lot of the parallels for, for instance, uh, in when it comes to parenting. And as a parent, you want to make sure that you feed your kids first. And uh, same thing goes for uh, as a leader, if you ask me at least, that you want to make sure that others are fed before you actually eat, which is a really good starting point uh, at, as a servant leader, I would say. But I don't know if you guys agree. Do you feel that we define empathetic leadership in those kind of terms or what do you guys say? Yeah, I mean, building on that, I think, as you said, it's a style of uh, management that uh, revolves around understanding and connecting with, with the emotions, with the experiences, with perspectives of your team members. Um, it's about also, as you said, like, you know, the genuinely caring and that goes like beyond like you know parenting also for your team and and showing the empathy right and and using that to actually make those informed decisions and to provide better support for your team to to be able to thrive in whatever you're trying to achieve right so i completely agree with with uh, with what you said you know, on this matter uh, from my end, I first of all agree that uh, you've covered the domain very nicely. Maybe the only thing I can contribute is the fact that uh, people's personal experiences are actually elevated through this uh, type of leadership uh, to have the same or some importance level uh, across the organization and not just be uh, uh, pushed down by leadership that only wants uh, delivery, 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 so that individuals are uh, human beings and they're not just uh, wheels in this machinery that produces something. But it's a, it's a good, uh, good topic, I think. And I mean, for me, it's also about, uh, I think there's a couple of quotes. I'm really into quotes, guys, so sorry for like uh, misusing them or whatever, but uh, I've worked with a lot of uh, people uh, that are really good at uh, em empathy and empathetic leadership. And what what uh, boils down to what their essence is about, it's about uh, uh, share who you are. Like uh, all the, the leaders that uh, I've worked with that are really good at this have been really open and transparent in terms and showing a lot of vulnerability. Like 
talking not only about themselves in a professional context, but also about the person, an individual that on a daily basis uh, have uh, struggles making it, uh, making the whole uh, work-life balance uh, uh, situation work out in a good way. And uh, one of the favorite quotes I have is, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind, always. Because uh, that sort of drills down to the essence, if you ask me at least, on what empathy and empathetic leadership should be about. I would even, I would even argue that uh, this is super important, critical, when you want people to, uh, to be uh, engaged in the organization and uh, uh, help think uh, as part of the organization and not just as an external contributing factor that simply delivers because um, only through this kind of like integration sort of of the individual in this machinery you can have uh, people feeling comfortable uh, feeling that there is enough trust uh, to be vulnerable and to open up and in certain cases, in certain cultures, even to open up and say, no, I disagree. What you're suggesting is probably not the best way forward, but you need to have a leader that has this kind of um, agenda uh, or has exhibited this kind of characteristics. Otherwise, even uh, introverts, for example, from the same culture might not feel comfortable enough to express certain things. Yeah. And I, I do agree, like, you know, also uh, when a leader is transparent and showing emotions and uh, and uh, putting him or herself out there, uh, it's easier to connect with such a leader. It's easier to break barriers and allowing team members to be kind of also break down their barriers and kind of contribute more to to the overall agenda, right? And also with that said, that will bring more loyalty and also uh, a high performance team because you know when when you're able to connect in in matters that's kind of beyond the everyday uh, work life it's it's easier to kind of you know build a strong team as such uh, based on just like you know being em empathetic uh, as a leader and, and uh, i i totally agree one of those and and we're touching a bit on it but uh, one of one of the key factors i see also is to i mean you have a lot of advantages as a leader if you're curious and if you're really good at listening because uh, those that combination is really good when it comes to building trust and making sure that, well, that, me as a leader, I got your back. You know, I listen to what you say and I do something uh, with the information and I I want to change stuff for you guys. And that is, that is key, uh, if you ask me at least, being able to listen and actually understand others' perspective and trying to make a difference on a daily basis, right? That's the key, yeah. if you ask yeah. me at least. Yeah, I do agree. And also kind of making like as as a team member uh, to be seen, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are not seen, even though like they are in, in the team and they all some people are usually quiet because you, when you enter a room, sometimes some people tend to have like more visibility than others. And as an empathetic leader, you could kind of, you know, give that space and opportunity to those who are not always seen and heard to have this space to be to, to have a voice. And that's where the uh, the leadership comes into play and uh, and shows like how how you are taking care of your team members. 
Yeah, and also realizing that, uh, I mean, the success of others is also your own success as a leader, right? So it's actually a really good thing if you see others that are excelling and just like shining like the gold diamonds they really are, right? Agree. Jonas, do you think um, you can learn to be an empathetic leader? I think yeah, you can learn um, a lot and uh, everything can be learned, right? But you need to have, uh, I think it's important that you have some sort of curiosity, at least in terms of exploring how you can build trust and those kind of things, right? So yeah, it's a, a huge advantage for being a curious leader by heart and you want to help others. That's a good combination. But uh, yeah, of course you can learn it. I mean, uh, we're touching a bit on it when we when we talk about being able to listen and uh, uh, getting people to uh, actually uh, um, trust you as a leader. And I believe that showing vulnerability is one of the key uh, key aspects of that. If you show yourself to be vulnerable, hey, I don't know everything but I, I will do my best to help you in whatever possible way I can. That's a good starting point, yeah. Uh, Jonas, can I ask something here? Do you think that a person that doesn't really have it in his or her soul can actually reach that level that you would find comfortable to characterize a person as empathetic? It's a really good uh, question. and. Um, for me, I think it's important that you're genuine when you uh, uh, build uh, or to be an empathetic leader. You need to be genuine in what you do, right? So you need to have some sort of grounding in that uh, uh, servant leadership is a good thing, right? You are curious and you want to understand others and stuff like that. So I think it's it, it would be a challenge to try these kind of things, building trust without actually standing behind it as an individual or leader or whatever. Uh, so yeah, you can you can do it, but will people believe in you? That I'm not convinced about, but uh, it's an interesting question. Yeah, for sure. What do you think, Sima? Yeah, I, I do think that this is a skill that can be learned and developed over time. But as you said, Yunus, you have to be genuine in that case. I think, you know, as, as you said, Apo, while some individuals have a natural tendency to towards empathy, uh, I think others maybe can improve their empathetic abilities. Um, maybe throughout self-awareness or some practices or, you know, they need to, as you said, you know, before, be curious and actively seeking these opportunities to empathize with others. Otherwise, like, you know, if you're not genuine and if, if you're not curious enough and you don't want to develop, there, there will be no chance to actually develop these, these skills. So uh, it's up to you as a leader, I would say. Um, if you want to lead by example, you need to kind of seek those opportunities to uh, to be on board on developing your skills towards empathy. That's what I, I think. Amazing. No, and just to kind of finish off your question as well, Jonas, um, do you have any experiences with other empathetic leaders that you've had that, you know, have made an impression on you that you'd like to share? I was part of the Volvo Group University at some point uh, where we were setting up like the empowered leadership programs. Like this is for uh, emerging leaders program, I think it was called. This is for like the 
all the guys that have the leadership ambitions in Volvo, right? And uh, as a starting point, I was part of the, hey, I want to be a leader. Let, let, me, um, let me try out and see what kind of opportunities there are in Volvo, where we had like a guy that uh, facilitated the whole thing. And it could be a bit scary, I mean, open, opening up and stuff like that, because one of the first uh, exercises we had was about, okay, so tell us uh, uh, not your childhood and stuff like that, but like what, uh, what events have actually shaped you to the person you are today, basically. And that is like really exposing like the inner core of you. It could be like, so it, it scared a lot of people and when we were going to present this, but this uh, guy, uh, Fredrik Stenhagen is his name. He works at Volvo Group Trucks today. Uh, he uh, he opened up like the core of himself basically, and that set the standards. And up to this day, I mean, uh, he is one of the leaders I would actually uh, want to work with because of the vulnerability he showed at that specific uh, uh, event. But also, like that is something he works with a lot in terms of his leadership style. Uh, and uh, for me, I think uh, that is a really important thing. Showing vulnerability as a leader, it gives a lot of uh, uh, trust back. And it is something that I want uh, us to talk about in Telia even, even wider as well. The vulnerability as a leader and how our like, uh, um, not only career paths, but maybe like uh, our... Um, uh, events as individuals have actually led up to where we are today and what drives us as people. And that, that is interesting, I think. Amazing. What about you, Sima? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Yunus, it seems like automotive industry have uh, great leaders because one uh, one of uh, the best managers I've had actually from in the automotive industry um, and throughout my career, actually, he... Um, he, he was a natural empathetic leader, I would say. Um, and he actually, he took the time to listen to, uh, to each team member's uh, concerns and needs. And uh, he always, um, you know, made us feel like we're seen. And, you know, and uh, being a leader on an SVP level or a VP level, you have a very busy schedule, right? But he always made sure, like, you know, um, he took time to support me with with whatever challenges uh, or issues I was facing. But not only me, but the entire team. Um, and I remember that uh, during COVID, uh, when we, like, you know, was transforming to work more digital and so on. And uh, I recall that uh, one of the team members was going uh, like through a personal crisis and um, he was actually, you know, uh, providing uh, support, flexibility in, in the workload. And uh, and with that kind of it, it gave a positive impression uh, and also kind of uh, it showed that the entire team, what kind of leader he is. And also like in a tough situation, like what we you know, with COVID and, and all of that. So I think, you know, his his pathetic uh, approach fostered a sense of, uh, at the end of the day, a sense of trust and loyalty. And uh, the whole team was kind of the moral of the team increased. And also we were more proficient and effective in, in our uh, daily work. And uh, we were actually like more as a like a, a united team uh, in, during COVID than we were in the office. So 
for me, that kind of, you know, ability to to show his uh, his empathy during these crises actually kind of uh, set an example for me on how I want to be as an empathetic leader going forward. That's a really lovely, lovely story. I think both of the ones you and Jonas have said are really lovely. And then Apo, could you follow up with that? Any any good experiences you've had? Uh, an experience, yes, but more of um, to build something on top of what uh, Sama said, that uh, COVID actually enabled a lot of people that had this kind of charisma to actually come out of their cocoons because it forced us away from uh, the, the comfort of the office and the routines and so on. And it isolated, it made everyone vulnerable because everyone was living in their own like four walls. So this forces you to communicate in a different level, not uh, chat by the coffee machine. Uh, and then this allows basically the true empathetic individuals or individuals with higher empathy to actually uh, show themselves uh, above the rest. And I think that was like the, the the golden opportunity for me to see some some people in action during these particular times that I wouldn't have seen before or after. No, definitely. I do think as much chaos that pandemic brought, it definitely did bring out that different personality trait that I think the modern world now has embraced and you know, if you want to be an empathetic leader now, you have to embrace that. Um, brilliant. If you, that's okay with you, Jonas. I think it would be great if we could move on to Samar's questions. Yeah, sure. Perfect. Would you like to give us an introduction to them, Samar? Yes. So I think, you know, I try to uh, build questions based on my experiences. Um, and um, the first question then uh, I have is... Uh, what role does uh, self-care and emotional resilience play in being an effective uh, empathetic leader? And how can then uh, empathetic leaders strike a balance between empathizing with their team members and maintaining their own uh, well-being? Um, so, you know, I think, you know, in empathetic leadership, um, I think self-care and emotional resilience, those are actually crucial components for success. And I think um, as a leader, you need to be in touch with your own emotions and well-being in order to kind of effectively support and lead your team. Uh, back to your example with parenting, Yunas, if you don't feel good as a parent, you won't be able to care for your children, right? Um, but from my own experience, I, I think like uh, a few years back, I think 10 years or so, uh, I was leading um, um, a very high stressed uh, project team. Um, and I was always taking the time to kind of, you know, understand my, my team members' concerns, challenges and whatever like issue that would arise. But um but as the project became more and more intense, um, um, myself, I started to uh, to feel like very overwhelmed and drained and tired. And uh, um, I realized that, you know, I was neglecting my own self-care. I wasn't taking care of myself to be able like to to give that support needed for for my team. Um, so to to have this balance between empathy and well-being um I uh, I started to uh, prioritizing like you know self-care uh, practices. Uh, I started to set boundaries on work hours because I was working too too much hours to, throughout the week. You know that's easily done uh, when you are a leader. 
Um, and also, you know, you need that time to kind of recharge and to kind of, you know, load your battery again. And uh, so for me also, um, what helped was going to the gym, working out to kind of, you know, manage my my stress levels. And uh, with that, uh, during that timing, I also realized, you know, the benefit of having a mentor. So uh, I was seeking uh, support from from a mentor to help me kind of navigate the challenges uh, of like, you know, uh, having this balance between, you know, supporting my team and being there for my team and my own own well well-being so to speak um but with that said i think you know um that taking care of yourself as a leader that not, not only benefit yourself but also your team when when your team sees that you are kind of also kind of caring for yourself setting boundaries and being there like as as you should i think that will also make your team more sustainable and more resilient um but um, as a last words on on this question, uh, I think um, you know um, the importance of self care and the emotional resilience uh, for for such leaders. I mean, showing how their ability to to take care of themselves uh, improves not only your own well being but the effectiveness in in leading and supporting uh, the teams. So uh, so yeah. Amazing, Jonas. What do you think? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, this is a really interesting part of the empathetic leadership uh, responsibility, right? Because I think uh, I see it as a risk as well, because it's easy to become too engaged, like too, uh, you care too much almost for your guys at work, right? So, and I think it's really important that you find your own way in this, how to handle these kind of things, because it is really, really easy to, to do the extra hours and uh, you you bring your work home, right? So you don't really like check out and stuff like that. So it's about finding the structure that you need to be able to take care of yourself as well. I mean, uh, I've talked to a a gang of leaders uh, throughout the years that have been compromising with their own health to be able to be there for the team in a sufficient way. Like, uh, and I think also when you start off as a leader or taking respond team responsibilities and those kind of things, it's easy to um, compromise with your own time. Like, I have I I know people that have stopped working out because they don't have the time. They need to focus on the teams more and stuff like that. Right, but. As a, as a leader, you need to be able to, or as a person, I would say, you need to be able to do yourself first. Um, take care of yourself first to be able to take care of others in some aspects as well. I mean, you need to find your, uh, for me, it's important to have other leaders around me where I can vent stuff like, uh, uh, hey, this happened, I need someone to cry to or whatever I need, right? And, and also, it's super important that you find your structure about this. I mean, um, one one key for me has been to do uh, check-ins on Mondays where I start, okay, so this week I need to do this and that and talk to these people, right? Because this is an urgent problem or whatever. But also Friday, Friday morning or afternoon, like for me, it's right after lunch. You do like a Friday checkout where you actually sign off and say, OK, so I, I, I achieved this during the week. I did talk to that person. I know we have a lot to to hammer out during the week, but now I sort of write down a couple of things here. I leave it at the paper 
uh, at work so I can just check out uh, do my family uh, during the weekend and just like focus on that. But Monday morning, I look at the list again and I pick up where I left off on Friday, right? Those kind of easy structures are really important to find your own way of dealing with these kind of things because it is super easy to bring work home in terms of troubled colleagues that you want to help out, but you really can't do that 24-7. You need to do that when you, uh, you're at work and, and you help the team out, right? Mm. I'd like to build on a few items that were uh, raised both by Jonas and Sama, uh, especially on the direction of the emotional uh, aspect of uh, the empathetic person. Because yes, okay, all the things that were raised were super valuable, but uh, you might hear things that can be with you 24-7. And if you don't have some kind of filter inside your brain, uh, separating them from your own identity, then you can at some point internalize these things and this can hurt you uh, in a very, very long lasting effect. I mean, you can have uh, colleagues, uh, direct reports that have alcohol uh, related problems or drug related problems or family issues and so on. And if you have even like the slightest um, uh, inclination towards empathy, then you can start feeling sad uh, on behalf of that individual. And then this sadness because it's a it's a long process. This can basically drag you down, and then it's very difficult to come up from there. So this is probably um, super critical to find ways, if not on yourself, uh, through some kind of um, as mentorship that Sama said, or some other mechanism to help you build the ability not to internalize to feel empathy, but at the same time to try to be as cold, not cold hearted, but um, uh, to have a, a distance from the problem and the subject in order to be able to actually help. Uh, if you become part of the problem, then you're not really helping uh, in any way. Setting boundaries, I would say, like, you know, know when you draw the boundaries, right? Because it's easily to, to burn out. And I think we will end up in this situation uh, over time uh, and, and make sure like sometimes maybe you will be um, involved more uh, than than you should and sometimes maybe you will work more but uh, you need to recognize as a leader when when to draw the boundaries so you're not like dragged into this like loophole of you know that circle of continuous uh, being in being in that circle so to speak so you have to break it so to for me, mentorship was was really good to uh, to help me kind of see uh, um, the time when I need to kind of take a break and uh, and and go back and uh, kind of recharge, so to speak. Amazing. I think yeah. If you could we move on to your second question, Samar, I think that's a really interesting one for us to cover as well. Yeah, I mean, since I've worked in different uh, industries and in very different cultures, I think uh, one. One uh, question that could be interesting is, can empathetic leadership be effective in all organizational cultures? Uh, or are there situations or industries uh, where it may face unique challenges or limitations? And, and how can then leaders adapt their empathetic approach to, uh, to different contexts? Is it even possible? Um, 
And with that question, I think, you know, working in different uh, cultures and industries, uh, uh, we faced a lot of challenges. Uh, I think, yes, as we discussed, while while this characteristic um, may be a value to have as a leader, um, but its effectiveness can actually vary uh, on uh, different factors as the nature of the work and the organization hierarchy and the culture, uh, so to speak. So, you know, uh, Chinese culture is very different than Swedish culture and very different than uh, American culture and and so on. So, you know, and in in a very high, highly competitive and uh, industry and organization with very strong focus on, you know, having efficiency and, and productivity and uh, um, there can be concerns that you're you're showing too much empathy or um, and, uh, you know, others can see that as as kind of a hindrance uh, or a blockage uh, to kind of achieve your your end goal or your objectives. So um, leaders need to maybe adapt their approach uh, and maybe finding a balance between empathy and and uh, th- this need to, uh, you know, show results and uh, achieving those results at the end of the day. Um, but while on the other hand, I think, you know, in industries where emotional intelligence and uh, collaboration are very important, if you take healthcare, for instance, if you take uh, social services, uh, their empathetic leadership is the, like that's obvious, like, you know, that is very effective. But but leaders in this field as well, as we touched on before, like in previous question, they they can fa- face challenges with like, you know, related to emotional drain and burnout and, uh, and you know, and they need to maintain to like, you know, set those boundaries. Um, but with that said, I think, you know, um, can, can effective leadership uh, or empathetic leadership be effective in diverse contexts? Uh, can leaders be flexible and adaptive? And should they be? Uh, can they be? Um, I think, you know, you have to evaluate the challenges and the dynamic of your organization uh, because that's what happened in my experience, like, you know, working with different uh, cultures and organizations. And and find that you know balance between adjusting how much empathy uh, should go into play and where do you draw the boundaries and uh, you know fine tuning your communication style perhaps setting clear expectations or or also uh, i think this this thing of you know a lot of leaders i don't see that today you know seeking feedback from their team members you know to ensure that uh, that empathy actually aligns with the specific needs, right, and goals of their workplace. Because, you know, if you if you ask for that feedback, then you can kind of, you know, uh, be able to have this continuous improvement throughout your your journey. I don't I don't see that uh, off that 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 kind of uh, feedback loop uh, these these days. Uh, I don't know why, but um, that's something I'm missing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of um, my question. Um, what do you I think, Apple? Uh, I'm going to say that uh, 
depending or regardless of the environment, uh, Sama said, uh, okay, different cultures uh, have different priorities and maybe there is empathy built into the leadership style or not. Uh, in the micro mi micro level, uh, on the one-to-one -one with the direct reports or even skip level reports and so on, there is always some space, some bandwidth to ask a couple of personal questions and to connect with the individual, even if the organization doesn't care about these things, even if the organization is bloodthirsty only for KPIs, uh, give me the numbers uh, and we don't care about anything else. People are expandable, headcount here, headcount there. Uh, I've experienced these things. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, it's up to the individual that wants to make um, uh, different uh, difference uh, in uh, the immediate uh, sphere of influence. Uh, of course, there might be managers that are super against and put an end to these things and say, hey, no, you need not to care about people's uh, individual's uh, uh, problems and feelings and so on. In that case, yeah, just pack your things up and walk to some other place. I think it's this is a really interesting uh, topic that I, that I cherish uh, a lot, actually, because it all comes down to can you be can you be too kind as a leader almost, uh, which is which is really interesting. And I think I think it needs to be some sort of uh, uh, weighed against business efficiency and the people. Like for me, the the people I work with, the guys that actually deliver code, they are adding value to the organization, right? So their perspective will always be my passion to make sure that we uh, drive and uh, we lift it to higher up in the in the organization so people understand it, right? Uh, but of course, I mean, the main, uh, on, uh, at the end of the road, we're all here to make money, right? So the company is, the, is the really growing or uh, maintaining business shares and stuff like that. So, I mean, it needs to be, weighed against the efficiency that we as a company do or have an ambition for at least but um, empathetic leadership is for me that means that someone needs to have the people agenda on their on their uh, high up on their priority and making sure to drive it while others may not see the importance like uh, the people that are delivering code in, in in my team are the guys that are uh, giving value to our company so i mean it's really important for our company to understand their agenda no one else is going to drive it so uh, i i do it because uh, uh, their perspective is what actually gives value to our customers bottom line so i mean of course there will be like okay now you must you need to let people go but you need to look at okay but it is to the um bigger picture of the company and sometimes it's actually good to to uh, to do, do these kind of changes but looking at the people agenda first that is for me the empathetic leadership core and, and how you drive that and how you communicate it in in uh, in the organization to make sure that we we do things as efficient as possible but with the people uh uh, on uh, on the agenda as a priority, I would say. If I may I just, just uh, summarize what uh, the three of us uh, discussed uh, the last uh, five, ten minutes, I think the common uh, factor here is that for certain individuals, empathy might be seen as pure waste. Uh, that doesn't add anything to the organization. And then this is probably where the individual that feels 
uh, in the opposite direction that there is actual value out of empathy, they need to uh, try to educate uh, the higher ups that um, uh, just being kind to each other is actually adding value and not just subtracting from uh, the minutes that the person is spending writing code or designing an interface and so on. Amazing. Just because I'm, I'm aware of time, Apple, can we stay on you and can you introduce us to your questions? Uh, yes, although I don't have the document in front of me, so I don't remember the question, but roughly I think my question was about what are the potential drawbacks, and we actually covered a lot of the drawbacks of empathy uh, for organizations that they don't really see themselves, uh, the, the importance or significance of uh, empathy. Uh, so we talked about, uh, let's say, um, uh, impacting psychologically the individual that is doing the uh, the listening uh, of the situations. There can be cases where um, empathy can create, at least this is how I've seen it, it can create biases in the work environment, uh, either real biases because I connect with the individual that I'm uh, listening more and spending more time and maybe in a subconscious level, or it might create um, a perceived bias that is not there. So the rest of the organization, the office, the team sees that I spend more time with person X and then, ah, yeah, something is happening there. It's a, fa a favoritism happening here and so on. So this can create like a negative atmosphere. Uh, it can be seen as uh, counterproductive also. Uh, empathy means for certain individuals, you might not be able to put some pressure and have demands. So, uh, it's a fine balance for a person that actually exercises this to be able to understand and um, acknowledge and also uh, uh, feel empathy to the individual's um, uh, concerns, but at the same time to be able to uh, uh, make sure that the vision and the mission and the business uh, objectives are also met to the degree that these things uh, don't conflict with each other. Um, now, there can be other dimensions uh, that can uh, can have this kind of like negative um, uh, uh, sort of connotation for individuals. The, the simplest one is you might be seen as a weak person. Uh, why do you care about uh, if uh, a person has like a, a family problems or uh, drinking problems or uh, alcohol problems or whatever? Or it can uh, can even be seen as um, um, uh, a mechanism that um, reduces the accountability or creates extra stress because of the um, internalization of um, problems around you and so on. But these are just my like high level thoughts on this domain and I'm open to, I, I want to hear what uh, uh, Jonas and uh, Sama have to say about this. Yeah, I think as you said, you know, we've already discussed um, um, some pitfalls throughout our conversation uh, today. Um, I think, you know, if I try to kind of um, sum up everything in, in my head, uh, you know, uh, one thing that uh, that is needed is to have a balance between empathy and other leadership qualities. Also, as you said, uh, Yunus, before, like the servant leadership, for instance. Uh, but um, um, the topics that we discussed are like obvious strategies that you, that you need to have in place. Uh, you need to set boundaries. Um, 
you know, um, making sure that you don't become emotionally involved, too much emotionally involved in your team issues uh, and allow them to kind of maintain, um, to be objective and to make rational decisions as, as a leader. Um, I think the second one that we touched based on is um, effective communication, being transparent as, as a leader. Um, I think uh, as a leader, you know, ensure that uh, empathy is effectively communicated, um, you know, uh, articulate the decisions, uh, provide constructive feedback, uh, maintain the transparency in, in, in your action as a leader. Um, and also, you know, um, leaders uh, should work on their emotional resilience uh, to to kind of, you know, avoid these uh, pitfalls and uh, to be able to handle the stress and the challenges that arise when you you have this role uh, in, in your journey. Uh, as I touched based on before, like, you know, uh, making sure that you have uh, self-care practices and you maybe have a mentor or seek support or, you know, develop these kind of coping strategies, uh, vent, as you said, Yunus, before, vent for somebody having that support system. Um, but also one thing that um, I mentioned before, like getting this regular feedback, because if you don't know if you're doing the right thing, if you don't get the feedback of if you're doing the right thing, then how do you know that you're you're actually leading your uh, your team with the the right level of empathy that is needed? Um, so 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 yes, I think you know balancing uh, how to uh, to to kind of deal with these different uh, aspects can actually help you as a leader to avoid these pitfalls and, and drawbacks. Jonas, anything that you would add to that? No, I think uh, you summarized it really well. And uh, for me, it's about setting boundaries and making sure to find your way in this. Because, I mean, being the nice guy and just like uh, not looking into how we work to become more efficient or uh, drive the company agenda, that needs to be in correlation with the empathetic leadership trait, right? So, I mean, for me, it's about... uh, driving the people agenda setting boundaries find your way to like establish the work-life balance because you shouldn't bring your work home you need to leave it because otherwise you will have the issues with uh, burning out and stuff like that so i mean we're only people uh, driving the people agenda uh, is is of course uh, one of the aspects but uh, you as individual need to find your own way in terms of how you run the empathetic leadership trait. So I think it's a really good summary. Amazing. One thing I really have enjoyed from listening to this podcast is that we haven't concluded that, oh yeah, you just need to be an empathetic leader. It's you need to be an empathetic leader, but you also need to do other parts of leadership too. You have to have that that strong personality to to balance both. Um, Apo, do you have any closing thoughts for today's podcast? Any other further questions? Uh, I'm going to just summarize the things we discussed by saying that uh, uh, it's a very fine balance. It's an art and it takes time to to perfect. You cannot, uh, uh, from one moment to the next, uh, actually reach the maximum. And uh, depending on situations, you might be good in uh, um, 
managing a certain scenario in one environment, but then be completely out of the water on the next one. So uh, it might be even pure luck in certain cases that you can actually make an impact on this front. I'm not saying it's uh, uh, this as a negative thing. It's extremely context related. Amazing. Perfect. Well, I think that's a great place for us to end the podcast today, um, if everybody else is okay. It's been a brilliant conversation, and I think we could have carried on all afternoon, but unfortunately, we have our real jobs to get to. <laughs> but yeah, it's been brilliant. If any of the people listening uh, have any questions for any of our guests or any follow-up points, uh, please let us know, and we can pass them forward um, to get an answer. But no, it's been absolutely incredible having you guys as a panel, a really great conversation. So thank you so much for your time.